With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Let's take a look at the American Covenant book. We've been going through it, and, and I wanted to talk about this because I thought this was, was awesome in the book right now. American Campfire, uh, American Covenant, I'm on, in chapter 6, page 138, and there's a section here that follows what we talked about the last few nights about, about who owns you and your property. And we talked about the fact that God owns you, and he owns your property. Whether you believe in him or not, you were made by God. Um, you are his creation. He fashioned you out of his creative mind and his infinite power. And this view of property is super important. And we're talking about, okay, what are we going to do with the money that we've made? Are we going to be giving to charity? Because whatever money we have, the government is going to be taxing us big time. And I was blown away when I found out how much of the money that I made this year by working hard, by by staying up and, and, and thinking through and strategizing and by the sweat of my brow, how much of our money is being taken away by taxes and that money used for things that I don't even believe in. In fact, it goes against so much of what I believe in. So this issue of property is really important. It's not because we want to amass a ton of money, but if we're going to build the kingdom of God on earth, if we're going to heavenize the world and make the world a better place. It takes resources in order to do that. If you want to give to the poor, if you want to feed the hungry, if you want to dig wells in Africa, if you want to build a, a media company that is going to highlight the values of the family of faith and, and the mandates from heaven, that takes money and resources and time and property and energy and talent. And when all that is sucked away from you and used for bad purposes, that's a problem. It is for me. I hope it is for you. It certainly was for our founders. And that was one of the reasons that they launched the Revolutionary War. So check this out. I'm now reading out of page 138 in chapter 6 of the American, Camp, uh, American Covenant. I get these names uh, confused every once in a while. But um, here we are. We're talking about the definition of property. Today, it's been dumbed down to basically mean, well, property in the dictionary is, 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 is essentially money and land. It's what you own. Um, money and land. That's your property. And that is a much simpler, dumbed down version than what our founding fathers understood property to mean. And if you believe that property is just money and your land, your house, uh, you know, where you live, uh, the, the money you make, then it's easy for you to believe that your property rights are separate from human rights and are much less important than human rights. But that is not what our founders believed. In fact, our founders had a high view of your property and connected it because their view of property was not just an external view of property and they connected property with the individual's life and liberty. Listen to this definition from Noah Webster. Um, remember our founding fathers who fought the Revolutionary War in defense of their God-given liberties and property 
read and understood that property was much more than just money and land. Listen to this definition from Noah Webster in his 1828 dictionary. He said, property is the exclusive right of possessing, of enjoying, and using of a thing. It's ownership. Okay, great. And then he says, in the dictionary, in the beginning of the world, the creator gave to man dominion over the earth, over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over every living thing. This is in the dictionary. Noah Webster, 1828. This is the foundation of man's property in the earth and all its productions. You see that? The foundation goes right back to God's word and that he's given man dominion over the earth, over all that God has made. He goes on and says, the labor, the work of inventing, making, or producing anything constitutes one of the highest titles to property. You see, when you think about things, your thoughts, your inventions, the sweat of your brow, the work of your hands, anything you produce or, or, or make is part of your property. And he goes on to say, it is one of the greatest blessings of civil society in America that the property of citizens is well secured. You see that? Government does not own your property. Why then are they allowed to just confiscate half of it? I was told by my accountant and my, um, my advisory team that of all the, th- the, the things that I made and worked for this year, the government is going to take nearly half of all of it. And you may say, well, hey, that's just stuff. Don't hang on to stuff. Well, I, I agree with you. Life does not consist in the abundance of our possessions and the stuff that we make. However, according to our founder's understanding of property, God has given us property and given us dominion over that property. And within that property, our our intellectual property, our creative property, and our physical property, we produce things, we think of things, we create things. We were made in the image of God. God is a creator. We are creators. We're creative and designed to create things and to be creative with the gifts and property that God has given us. That is not to be confiscated by civil government. It's to be used by you and me to bring heaven to earth. Civil government has its place, but it's got to stay in its lane. Its job is not to suck the life and the liberty, and the production of all your thoughts, and all of your hard work, and all of the property that God has given you for its own purposes, especially when those purposes undermine the purposes of God, and the values that you hold dear. Does that make sense? Our founders understood that. In fact, when the government tried to take that stuff away from them, they said, no sir, no sir. And the Revolutionary War took place. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers 
looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. If you were to ask the pilgrims, who owns you and all of your property, they would have answered in one word, God. And then the fine print underneath it, they would have explained, we're free men and women and we were purchased at a price. What do you mean? What do you mean they were purchased at a price? They believe they belong to God, that God purchased them with the precious blood of Christ who died on the cross and shed his blood to purchase forgiveness of sins and the salvation of all those who believed in him. And they didn't see themselves as belonging to themselves and their property, they understood was entrusted to them by God because God was the creator and owner of of all things. And so were their children. Their children belonged to God. Their property belonged to God. Their money, their thoughts, their ideas, their energy, all their life's work belonged to God. And God had given it to them to shepherd those things, to govern, uh, I'm sorry, steward those things and use them wisely. Who can use your stuff, your children, your money, your things, your ideas, most wisely, you or the government? You or somebody else? You can, because God's given those things to you. The Bible says, for you were bought with a price and therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And then the apostle Paul follows that up with, for we are God's workmanship. He created you. You are a work of art a masterpiece, the work of the creator's hands. But you are a living, breathing, worshiping, singing, thankful, high quality, top shelf masterpiece created by the God of the universe on purpose, for a purpose, for his purpose, And you're part of his story of bringing heaven to earth. And he has entrusted you and you alone with your property and with your children and with your health and with your ideas and your gifts and your talents and your passions and your energy so that you can work to contribute to heavenizing the earth. And God has prepared in advance good things for you and me to do so that we could step right into those good works. Isn't that awesome? You see, we have the best worldview in the whole world as the family of faith. God's laid it out for us in his word. We're not evolved bacteria that's just here by chance as a result of environmental pressures. 
We're not just surviving because we're the fittest in a dog-eat-dog world. We are masterpiece creations created by God. But we've fallen. We've fallen hard from his purposes for us. And the guilty party is the human heart full of selfishness and greed and pride. But he's deployed a rescuer to save us. And that's Jesus who was born in a manger. And we celebrate his birth this Christmas. And he was born to grow up and as a man sacrifice his life on the cross that we could be forgiven and live in spite of our sin. So let me ask you a question. Who gave you, when did God give you permission to hand your children over to government education, to strip them of their faith, and to reprogram their mind about who they are, why they're here, Did God give you and me that permission? He entrusted your children to you. God entrusted our own bodies and our health to you and to me, not to a civil government. Why then are we willingly handing over our health and the care of our bodies to a bureaucracy that makes so much money off of us doing things that don't make sense. Did God give us authority to hand the care of our bodies and our health over to the government? I don't think so. When God gave us energy and creativity and property and the ability to work and produce money and the results of our labor... When did God give government the permission to take half of it from us or give us the permission to give half of it to them? All of this is very interesting to me. I think we've given over and released sacred resources and property that were never meant to be given away, but to be treasured up in our hearts and used for the kingdom of God and to be a blessing to our children. I think we need to rethink all of this, rethink our health care, rethink our education, rethink our property and economics, and rethink the role of government and how we need, need to get back to the founder's view that property rights are really human rights because property is not simply external. It is the result of what's internal. I know these are foundational things. They're deep things. It's, it's not your typical Jesus calling devotional. Um, but I think it's important for us to be educated on these principles so that when false systems collapse in our country and people are looking for answers they will find them in the well-educated, principled family of faith. And that's you and me. Well, hey, 
That's it for tonight. Thanks for joining me for the American Campfire Revival. If you don't have your copy of the American Covenant book, I highly recommend it. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.